And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. Let's begin a Wednesday. Hey, kids, it's the first day of summer. Gary, well, well this will. How are you? This will the Hunter Biden story will get you hot, won't it? Yeah. Right. Uh, let's uh, let's first go to uh, some uh, audio from uh, CBS yesterday. Here right. we go. All right. Gene Rossi, a former Justice Department official who handled tax cases, told CBS News the failure to pay tax on more than three million dollars, even though now repaid, is a serious violation. If this were Hunter Smith instead of Hunter Biden, I think you would have a very much. Uh, more aggressive prosecution. Okay, that's uh, CBS. Now let's actually go to uh, uh, MSNBC. All right. All right. This is MSNBC now. Mm. Here we go. All right. The Republicans will say the laptop has, has tons of proof that there was, uh, that Hunter Biden participated in corruption, that there's financial proof that President Biden and Hunter Biden were connected in, in the gains that were made overseas by, by Hunter Biden. Have you ever seen any proof of that? Oh, I know. I mean, it's, again, I've seen people wave various random emails around. I've never seen it. Okay, that that was that was one, okay, which obviously he's just saying, I didn't see the laptop, that the emails are just, you know, basically made up. But then this was really interesting. Do you have any idea if um, Hunter Biden's laptop had anything to do with this investigation? Was it used? I don't. No, I don't. I mean, Have you I, ever asked about it? Um... I can't recall being asked about it, to be honest with you, um, but there's nothing about the, the situation that's being, that's been filed that has a thing to do with the laptop. Why not? I don't know. You'd have to ask the prosecutors. Now, that's Hunter Biden's lawyer yesterday. So yeah, right. it, it, every, the, 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 the key thing is everyone knows, and, and you and I were talking about <laughs> Andrew McCarthy's <laughs> Column saying he's he's become quite humorous. <laughs> he has, it's, but it's it, it's it, it's the absurdity in this entire ordeal and and a number of things that really lend to that humor and and the way he right. started his and coverage on this yesterday. We're, we're saying this was the wrong solstice. Yeah, I thought this would be done you know right before Christmas. Yeah, 
when nobody would be paying attention. And his the, the headline is the intentionally provocative Hunter Biden plea deal. This was almost as in your face as you could get from the Justice Department. And yeah, when, yeah. you know, when you, yeah. you know, when you read McCarthy, basically, you know, it's like, OK, what they're doing is everybody knows this is the evidence that there's a two tier system of justice. And this administration actually wants you to know that. Right. They want you to know that because they believe if you know that, that the Republicans are much more likely. This is what they believe. The Republicans now are much more likely to nominate Donald Trump for president and they'll win and they can continue doing exactly what they've been doing because this was as in your face as possible. You yeah. know, you had that one lawyer for the, uh, was it uh, uh, the, uh, the the rapper mm. Kodak, uh, uh, Kodak Black who uh, apparently had a gun violation uh, like Hunter Biden, three years in prison. You look at the Wesley Snipes case. Yeah, uh, the tax the, thing. The, the, yeah. the, uh, exactly, the tax thing. He did a long time. Yeah. You know, he evaded taxes. This isn't about not paying your taxes, as he even said. Well, there's, you know, it's a serious thing when you don't pay your taxes. No, it's not. No. It's a serious thing when you evade taxes, right. when you don't report income. Right. If you make a mistake or if something happens and you owe taxes and you don't pay them, that's one thing. When you deliberately avoid paying the taxes, that's tax evasion. That's what they look at. Right. That's very serious. That's what they come after you, you for. You do jail you do jail time for that. When you don't yeah. report in when you don't report income on three million dollars. When you don't report income, and that's apparently what they got him on, on for, for this one. Whether there's other income, I don't know. Right. But the $3 million, uh that he did not report. And then later on, he had a friend give him a loan to pay it off. Yeah, yeah. And 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 so, uh, but that was the admission. And that was, I think, I, I, I've read so much. I believe it was the New York Post that said, what took so long? We've known all of these things for a long, long time. These are the time. things. Yeah, these are the things right. that have been sitting on the table that right. that nobody has right. even denied. Right. His his admission was already there. Right. That he evaded taxes. We knew right. that when they when the, when they eventually when when they when they eventually he got the loan to pay it off from a uh, the friend the gun charge as they said he admitted in his book. Yeah. Right. And so it goes everybody knows because this isn't like it was what took five years. He already told us all of this. Yeah. And and so, you know, when you see that and then, you know, I think it was the rap uh, uh, rap stars uh, lawyer who said, look at what people could jail time for. Yeah. Look at was right. it, is it Felicia Huffman? Uh, is, that, is that the actress's name? Yeah. Was it Felicia Huffman that got hit with the uh, with the uh, college admission, thing? the co- college admission thing? Yeah. And then Lori, is it uh, the, uh, the Lori McLaughlin or, or McLaughlin? No, no, Loft. Laughlin, Laughlin, Lori Laughlin. Yeah, she got hit. She did jail time. Yeah, for for getting their kids into college, and the, he 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 brought that up. Or the I don't know, if it was a he, but the lawyer for the rap star brought that up also. Oh, oh I don't want to get into any type of gender controversy mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's like you know, this is what the federal government will go after and put you in jail for. And then this was out. Well, this was basically a lie and try. Lied on the application, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, we don't prosecute. We really don't prosecute lie and try. It wasn't lie and try. Yeah, it was yeah. lie and succeeding. Exactly. And then being reckless with the firearm after lying. Mm-hmm. And so you From look start at this, to finish. And, and you really look at this and you and, and I don't think there's any way to look at it except 
you know, remember, they just on the the IRS, they they got rid of the investigative team. Did they put a new one in? I mean, that was just weeks ago. And all of a sudden, boom, this thing's over with the IRS. The whole thing's over. You cannot get as in your face the the administration and the Justice Department. And you can add on to that Comer. You can add on that Comer getting, you know, uh, uh, trying to look at the other two uh, you know, uh, uh, documents um, uh, on uh, the uh, the the uh, the bribery documents mm-hmm. where he said you couldn't get hell or high water out of it because ha- half of it was um, uh, what do you, what's the word for it when they just redacted yeah right half of half of it was redacted you couldn't get anything out of it whatsoever and then you have basically Hunter Biden's lawyers come out and say the case is closed. And the federal government say, no, it isn't, because as long as the federal government can say, no, it isn't, they don't have to hand anything over because they'll just continue to say the investigation is going. So we're not going to give Congress anything here because the investigation's going on. As the Hunter Biden lawyers say, the investigation's over. Well, if the investigation's over, you should hand it in. Yeah, right. It's interesting because in uh, his piece yesterday, Andrew McCarthy included what he wrote six weeks ago in that paragraph. One paragraph is key here, uh, and, he, and he writes about the whole um, uh, influence and the money that went to, you know, that many people believe went to Biden and the whole thing. And he says, this has led to speculation that the scam I've been predicting for a couple of years is imminent. The Justice Department could soon give Hunter a sweetheart plea deal in which he would admit guilt to the undeniable minor tax charge or two plus perhaps a false statement on a required federal firearms form concealing his drug abuse. Swept under the rug would be the part of the investigation that really matters. The gross monetization of Joe Biden's political influence and what foreign adversaries like China believed they were buying. And so this is where uh, Andrew McCarthy is. I think we've talked about it. This is you could see this happening. These charges, you can't nobody was denying these charges. Hunter himself, through his lawyers, he wasn't denying the charges that were laid down yesterday. The big problem here is now getting to the investigation on the president. And Andrew McCarthy is saying what they're going to try and do here is, all right, you're going to wrap it up here, try and put a bow around it. And nothing else happens on anything related to Joe Biden. If the GOP is doing their job, then this will not stop. Now, the question is, where's the DOJ? Where's the FBI on all this? Where? What's going on with the cases with um, all of the uh, whistleblowers? What's going on with the IG at the FBI? Is he even involved or has he been involved to this point? What's going on with those cases? They cannot. We can't allow those to disappear, and hopefully the GOP will stay on it. I suspect they will. Uh, reading from uh, Turley yesterday, uh, this is a this is a relatively minor case, so it can be handled uh, relatively quickly. But that's going to be uh, really the controversy here for critics. This is going to reinforce the view of the two tier system. You know, the majority of Americans uh, polled believe that the indictment of Donald Trump was politically motivated and constitute election interference. That shows you the level of distrust that the public has with the Department of Justice. This is not going to help. You know, for the average citizen, 
when it came to Trump, they rolled out a B-52. And this is going to look like a crop duster that, you know, this is you have the son of the president who's at the center of one of the greatest influence peddling scandals in American history. And that's saying a lot in Washington, D.C. And he's going to walk away with a couple of misdemeanors and a gun charge that they uh, will uh, uh, likely get rid of. That's not going to sit well. And I think there's going to uh, raise a couple of questions for folks on the Hill. One is, was the U.S. Attorney of Delaware given full authority to investigate the influence peddling aspects of the Hunter Biden's work? Uh, was uh, He was getting millions of dollars that uh, that he should have been paying taxes on, but that's uh, the way he raised the money. Uh, it's who it came from. That's the most damaging for the Biden family. Mm-hmm. There's going to be another aspect to this. If uh, this is indeed closed and the Department of Justice is going to have less of an ability to refuse material to Congress because they will not have an ongoing criminal investigation involving Hunter Biden. Mm -hmm. But the whole point is that's the thing. The federal government said, well, we're still investigating. And the Biden people are saying it's closed everything here. There isn't one thing that I saw yesterday that didn't that didn't give you the perception at the minimum that the Justice Department and the federal government is saying in your face, we are we're gloating about the fact Mm -hmm. that there's a two tier system of justice in America. No, this is right out of the Merrick Garland playbook. Yeah. This is the arrogance that runs through this administration and throughout the Department of Justice right now. And the thing is, I I played the the CBS and the MSNBC audio cut to show you that everybody knows it. Right. Everybody knows it. They're all going, uh, yeah, but what about the whole laptop thing? What about the other stuff? What about the big stuff? What about the real concern of a president, a sitting president, who is possibly compromised at this moment? We've always said, and we said it from the very beginning, this isn't about Hunter Biden. Nope. It's about Joe Biden. It's about influence peddling and the tens of millions of dollars that went to the uh, the, the Biden family. Comer said it's not uh, uh, going away. But again, I believe so much of this is political. And, you know, when you have people look, Andrew McCarthy is not a conspiracy theorist. There's no, no. way you can look at no. somebody like Andrew no. McCarthy. No. He's basically somebody who looks at the law when he comes out and says, you know, his 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 uh, his headline. Oh, I don't have it here at the moment, but the 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 headline, the intentionally provocative, provocative. Hunter Biden right. plea deal. And yeah. I, I looked at it more. This is in your face. This is basically yeah. Yeah. this is the Justice Department telling yeah. you to hell with you, America. Yep. yep. We're going to we're going to throw this in your face. We're going to prove to you that this is that this is a two tier justice system to hell with you, to hell with justice, to hell with the law. And let this uh, and, be a reminder that right. if you show up. To the school board meeting for your children, we'll yes. have the FBI in the parking lot taking down your license plate number. Yeah. We'll deem you a terrorist. Yeah. And if something happens with one of our family members, slap on the wrist, there's no jail time. But I do believe the port, I do believe it goes back, and McCarthy even said it. He's, I mean, he's never been a conspiracy theorist, but the perception is just so incredibly great that, look, we're going to prove to you there's a two-tier system of justice. That means you'll vote Trump in, you'll lose, we win, we keep doing exactly what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, that is the message that is sent yesterday because nobody, no one, uh, evades taxes on $3 million 
and then admits it publicly. And gets a slap on the wrist. And then, you know, uh, 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 commits perjury on a gun application, gets the gun, uses it irresponsibly. As we know, you combine those two, everybody gets jail time for that. Yeah. Unless you're politically connected. Yep. Yeah, you're going to prison for that. Yep. And everybody knows it. There isn't a Democrat that doesn't know it out there, which is why, again, I played the C, CB, uh, the CBC, the <laughs> the uh, uh, CBS, and then the MSNBC, even MSNBC. Uh, uh, you know why? Why? Why was nothing on the on the, the laptop? Because they even know it's not about Hunter Biden. It's about the money to the Biden family to influence peddle the president of the United or the, the former uh, the vice president, now president. Of the United States, he knows it. He's making it clear. No, they didn't. They don't care about the laptop at all. They don't care about any of the the, the things on there whatsoever. And so, what the Justice Department took five years to come up with a plea deal. And why a plea deal? Yeah, why? You're telling you me him. You, you, you had him dead to rights you, on all of it. You had him dead to rights on what, tax evasion. What, Who gets what, a plea deal? What What does the government get out of him? I mean, he's not turning on anybody. And, he's not going to flip on anybody. There's There's nothing to right. flip. What are you doing? What and, are you getting out of him? And why do you go to Wesley? Why do you go after Wesley Snipes? And I say that now, Wesley Snipes. Remember, he was bragging about the fact that he didn't have to pay pay taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, but but still, he did the same thing. Mm-hmm. He evaded taxes. Mm-hmm. And the admission, the admission came from Biden when he paid the money to the IRS. Right. So that was the admission and the gun charge in his book, as, as the New York Post writes, in his book. Yep. He talks about it. Yep. And so you have all the evidence you need. What took five years? Right. I mean, you're talking slam dunk cases. Why the plea deal? Well, it's, it, it, it is exactly the way Andrew McCarthy writes it. This is intentional. This is arrogance coming from the DOJ, and we're going to sweep the rest of it under the rug. 86690 Red Eye. Every driver knows the cost of replacing tires is a major expense. What if you could save on tire costs without sacrificing performance or safety? Consider Retreads, a sustainable, cost effective way to rack up your miles. The lower price tag of Retreads might make it feel like you're sacrificing performance. But many of the quality retreads available today have proven to perform comparable to new tires. Plus, dependable tire performance also has to do with choosing the right retreads for your application and adopting a tire maintenance routine. Determining the position in which your retreads will be placed and what application they'll be used in should be the first steps you take when purchasing tires, whether new or retreads. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Friday Radio. He is Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. How blatant uh, was the the uh, message being sent that it's a two-tier system of uh, justice? Here's ABC's Jonathan Carl yesterday. He insisted. He said as recently as last month, my son did nothing wrong. Well, now his own justice. 
Justice Department has entered into a, a, a plea agreement where his son has pled guilty to two crimes um, and, and, they, and has been charged with a, with a third crime, a felony. So clearly his son did something wrong. So everybody knows it. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's why I played CBS, MSNBC, ABC there, just to show you everybody knows the blunt message that this is a two-tier system of justice. Yep came out yesterday and what happened is uh, wrong. And again, the president has been lying again, as you know, we know he's pathological uh, at it. Right. So yeah. it's where do yeah. we go from here now? Yeah. I no, guess. this is the arrogance that lives in the Biden administration yep. over and over again. And let this be an example to you. Don't you try and get away with anything. We'll come after you. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Friday Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Okay, I want to play uh, this uh, audio cut, and uh, CNN ran this. Uh, this is uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, yesterday after the announcement came of the uh, the plea deal with Hunter Biden. The Hunter Biden plea deal and your reaction. My first reaction is that he continues to show the two-tier system in America. If you are the president's leading political opponent, the DOJ tries to literally put you in jail and give you prison time. You are the president's son. You get a sweetheart deal. Now, this does nothing to our investigation. It actually should enhance our investigation because the DOJ should not be able to withhold any information now saying that because of pending investigation, they should be able to provide Chairman Comer with any information that he requires. And the reason I played that was because uh, that was actually caught live on CNN as they were covering it. Yeah. So CNN right. had that. Yeah. We we played from MSNBC, CBS, 
you know, you can't hide this. And, and it is it is so blunt. Like I said, there I have I've covered politics for a long, 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 long time <laughs> in the 80s, the mm-hmm. 90s. And now uh, to be clear, for the 1980s, the 1980s, <laughs> right? <laughs> Through four decades, I have covered politics. I've never seen I've just never seen anything like yesterday. You know, I've just yeah. never, yeah. never seen it. You know, I mean, and, and you take uh, again, you take encapsulate everything here with the, the Justice Department mm. and everything that we have seen, even going back to the first, you know, the the Hunter Biden laptop and the yeah. censoring and then just everything over the last couple of years leading to this with the Justice Department. And it was almost an exclamation mark, in my opinion, that uh, that uh, I-, I saw yesterday, which was just like, to hell with you, America. Well, this I mean, is, yeah. I- I've never seen something that has been so in your face to basically say, America, deal with it. It's a two-tier justice system. Yeah. If you're friends, yeah. if you're friends of the president, if you're friends of the Democrats, you get off. If you have a conservative point of view, you know, we talk about the FBI agent just recently testifying about having to sit in the, one of the reasons that he became a whistleblower is because he just said, I can't sit out in the parking lot of a school and take as an FBI agent and take license plate numbers of parents yeah. that are complaining about critical race theory and the radical transgender activist movement. Right. I mean, you take all of that and you encapsulate everything that we have seen here. And then yesterday it was, I mean, exclamation mark after exclamation mark over and over again to hell with you. This is in your face. We want you to know this is a two-tiered justice system. Go to hell if you don't like it. This is a high school football game where the team that's leading 98-0 to zero just scored again and spiked the ball. Oh, yeah. And they've been cheating the whole game. Right. <laughs> that and yeah. that one in there too. Right, right. yeah, no, and, and the officials have been shutting down oh, the other yes, team yes. for no reason. Yeah. The officials no, have been that's, bribed. That's actually, <laughs> yes. And also Russiagate. There they would be also right. the enforcement on so the entire other team has been shut down for no reason. Offsides when they weren't even on the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, reading here from uh, the New York Post editorial yesterday, what took so what has taken so long? Mm. How does it take five years to come up with this? Mm. As we learned long ago, the five-year Hunter Biden investigation is wrapping up in a plea deal over charges the Justice Department just couldn't avoid bringing. Why? Because the public record established Hunter's guilt on them a long time ago. It reeks. Because if this were truly all Hunter is guilty of, it would not have taken this long or be shrouded in so much secrecy. Hunter basically admitted guilt on the tax avoidance counts years ago when he, or rather a wealthy friend, paid the back taxes. Yeah. And he effectively confessed to the gun charge in his autobiography, writing up his vast drug use at the very time he applied for a gun license without mentioning it. And we know the Secret Service retrieved the gun after uh, his he tossed it into a public trash bin. Uh, hang on a second here. Let me let me. I got to rip this uh, page off. But other but other obvious and apparent crimes did not get charged. 
He never registered as a foreign agent, even as his laptop and other evidence shows he was lobbying. We know from his lawyer, though, the laptop never came up. Right. They just ignored it. Yeah. And, you know, some of the information that was been uh, being uh, reported here over the last couple of weeks, I can't remember who did it, that said uh, that, uh, you know, f- for example, the um, the uh, the whole bribe allegations that the the uh, Weiss didn't even know about it, mm. that they didn't even know about any of these things uh, until uh, Comer brought it to their attention. He goes, but other obvious and apparent crimes didn't get charged. He never registered as a foreign agent. And they talk about the fact of how many months in prison Manafort got for that. Right. Uh, but he didn't never register as a foreign agent, even as his laptop and other evidence shows he was lobbying. He was blatantly peddling influence, the only possible explanation for the millions he scored in Ukraine and China in his last name. Nor do prosecutors seem to have followed up on the clear indications of money laundering, money moved through a fast network of accounts to other members of the family, or even sex trafficking. Again, the laptop shows ample payments for hookers of all kinds. I don't know how they get to the sex trafficking on that one, though. That's the one thing I don't know. Yeah. How is that federal? They don't don't explain it. Um, Let me just see here. I just want want to just move through very quickly and get uh, to it. I I printed it up, and it just, it didn't, Hmm. it didn't print all the pages here. Um, uh, Okay, so uh, hang on here. Hang on. Oh, no, I got to see. I have to see almost a naked Hunter Biden as I move through this here. Yeah, we don't want that. Uh, on the money laundering, especially we know the IRS, apparently at the Justice Department direction, axed the expert team that had been digging into Hunter's vast web of accounts. Were they getting too close? How could their replacements have possibly finished the work in bare weeks so prosecutors could in good conscience opt against charges? What of the whistleblower allegations of political interference in the case and the retaliation against whistleblowers? David Weiss, the Delaware U.S. attorney, claims the investigation is ongoing, but that sounds like a dodge to keep House Republicans off his back. Hunter's lawyer and friends are treating this as the end of the story. And what an end it is. Hunter gets off easy, even by the low standards set by the charges. Misdemeanors for taxes, the only felony he could have faced over a gun is waived as long as Hunter straightens up and flies right. Again, this investigation began back in 2018, and we know the Fed soon had enough evidence to convict on the charges finally brought, perhaps before and surely soon after, the 2020 election. Are we supposed to believe that they held off so long because they were looking into more consequential crimes, as deploying a top IRS team indicates, only to suddenly decide after firing that team that they couldn't prove anything else? Despite the obviously uh, impropriety of the Justice Department investigating the president's son, and as that president repeatedly and loudly uh, publicly declared his son innocent, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland refused to name an independent counsel to take the case. If a special prosecutor of clear integrity had offered this plea deal now, it'd stink, but it might be something the public could swallow. But as things stand, the only possible conclusion is that justice is corrupt. Oh, the other thing, too, that was brought up. Remember, Biden's lawyers came out last, you know, what was it, last week, the week before? 
and said if he faces the gun charge, that they're going to use the Second Amendment to defend him on it, mm-hmm. and it will embarrass the president big time. Yeah, because what he's going to try to do is right. he's going to try to go to the Supreme Court and state that you shouldn't be banned from having a gun right. if you're a drug addict, and so the president's son would be going against everything that they you know they claim Biden stands for by defending the Second Amendment is what Hunter Biden's lawyers would be doing. Right. And saying, you know, you know, whether legally, I don't I don't know how they would rule uh, uh, you know on it. I you just don't know in any particular case. Mm-hmm. But the fact is politically that would look horrible on the liberal side for the president. Well, I mean, and what would happen after that? Is Hunter Biden going to go out? Is he going to speak at the NRA meeting? <laughs> you know, is this, are his lawyers going to come out and say, this is a victory for all free people who practice their Second Amendment rights every day? It's not going to happen. Because hooker and crack. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Well, like I said, it was a fascinating day in American politics. Uh, well, uh, it's, y- y- yesterday but, because I've never, you know, I, I'm I, maybe there was a time in Hoover's FBI where you know the the uh, the, the the bias or the corruption mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. was was communicated, but I, I've just never seen anything in in my life covering politics. I've never seen anything like the message that was sent by the Justice Department yesterday, especially with the focus on a two-tier justice system and the fact of the polling that that came out yesterday that shows the majority of Americans already are looking at at this going, "Eh, there's a two-tier system of justice here, or it sure seems like it. And they they put their stamp on it yesterday. So many people that believe that uh, the cases against Trump are election interference. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you look at the if you look at where the landscape is right now, where the sentiment is of the American people and then for this to come out the way it did on Tuesday. It was like, yeah, and don't you forget it. You're damn right. It's a two tier system. Any more questions? Oh, sorry. We're not taking questions. I mean, this is Joe Biden, everybody. This is the arrogance we've been talking about for years, long before he ever became an incompetent president. And it runs throughout his administration and through the halls at the DOJ led by Merrick Garland. And if you have any questions, you're not paying attention. Yeah, so you see everything in the in the the polling that comes out, and you know we mentioned the eighty three percent of registered voters in the Harvard Harris poll. This is not a conservative poll, not a Republican pollster at all. Mm, right, right, that uh, came out. So eighty three percent believe the FBI, you know, should give, uh, you know, the bribe document to the, uh, you know, uh, to uh, to Comer. Uh, which is un- you think about it, you don't get eighty three percent for anything on any polls no, out there. No. But if, and, if you, and and so when you when you see and as all I've always stated it's going to be really interesting politically because I said this yesterday and I've said this before that there's two things that the American public actually cares about 
and one is when politicians don't pay their taxes or avoid taxes or evade taxes, uh, and the other one is influence peddling. Well, now you've got a combination of both. Hunter Biden, you know, should be charged with the felony of tax evasion and is not, and they're using the closing, the Democrats will use the closing and the Biden administration, the closing of this to to still say, well, we're not going to cooperate with the bribe scandal at all. Right. We're still not going to cooperate. We're not going to do anything. So you have a double whammy. Well, and I would add to it again, I would add to it the two-tiered system. People don't like whether it's somebody who's rich or famous and they get a slap on the wrist for something that, you know, the everyday person is going to go to jail for, you know, that kind of thing. But but this is taking that to a whole new level. Yeah. And I think it has the potential. I hope it has uh, the leverage to make the bribe thing even louder. I hope that is what will happen here when people are greatly concerned as to whether or not the current president is compromised. Because this is a clear, as Andrew McCarthy uh, points it out and has a number of times, this is sweeping it under the rug, and don't you dare open the door again. Thank goodness the GOP is in control of the House. I hope they do their job. I really do. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, thanks so much for being here. I just uh, Wesley Snipes was sentenced to three years mm, in, yeah. uh, in yeah. prison. He didn't file income taxes. Right. He was fined $5 million, right. three years. And remember, though, when you look at why, because that's a question, why did uh, Hunter Biden evade taxes? That question was not asked. Yeah, that's a great point. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. Welcome. Thank you for uh, being here. If you'd like to get in, 866-90-RED-EYE. So, yeah, amazing day yesterday. Not a good day, but no. uh, an amazing day uh, yesterday. Something I hadn't seen before. And like I said, when you when you uh, look at and encapsulate everything that's happened over the last couple of years, especially with the Department of, uh, of, of Justice, and you look at it, it really was the excla- exclamation mark of 
in your face. Yep. Hey, America, there's a two-tier justice system. We'll be blunt about it. Mm-hmm. We'll be as honest about it as we possibly can. Just deal with it. Yep. And uh, when you, you know, you you and I was, I was talking about, you know, Wesley Snipes and, you know, when he, remember, he didn't file taxes for like, I don't know, four years, I think. Yeah, something I think like something that. like that. Yeah, yeah. Why did he do it, though? What was his intent? I mean, what's the motive? We talk about what the motive of a crime is. What was his motive? Right. He was under the belief, remember, he got together with a couple of people who were the, you don't have to pay your income tax yeah, right. mindset that existed out mm-hmm. there. I remember, you don't hear that as much anymore. No, we heard it a lot during that time. <clears throat> yes. And, uh, you know, that's that's the old thing that, you know, there's voluntary and, you know, basically enforcement. The, the first step of enforcement is voluntary in right. paying your yeah. taxes, which means right. you voluntarily pay them. Yes, and that has been taken by many people, including Wesley Snipes. Well, I don't have to pay my taxes. Right. It's unconstitutional to do so. Right. Um, he found out differently. Yeah. And and so, but was was his purpose? Was there a criminal purpose behind not paying the taxes? What he did was criminal. Right. Was, was there a greater what, crime what, he was, was trying there, to conceal? Right. Was there a greater crime he was trying to conceal at a, that point? Right. Like he got the money illegally. There was another crime that led to him uh, receiving that money, earning right. that money. And that would be the, you know, that that's what applies here. Okay. You You talk about not reporting it. Then how did it get there? Is the question. Right. And remember, when we sign our taxes, Mm -hmm. what does it say when you sign? You're responsible. And that you you acknowledge that everything here is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Under the threat of fraud. Mm -hmm. IRS fraud. Right. So... The question would be, in the IRS, okay, you made a mistake there. Okay, mistakes are one thing. Yeah. You made a mistake. You put something on line 16 that should have been on line 15, mm-hmm. and it came out wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that's <laughs> happened to both of us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the letter from the IRS that I got. Oh, but not in my favor. <laughs> I don't sweat like that in August when I'm out working in the lawn in Texas, I mean, dripping sweat as I'm opening that letter. What What do you mean? What the? By the way, that's the last time somebody else did my taxes. True story. Uh, that was. Uh, His name was Wesley Snipes. He was. He said he was a CPA. <laughs> I was. I wasn't living in my house. So this goes back over uh, probably 17, 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. And there I was. I came home from work one night. I was doing the afternoon show. So I was done by six. Yeah. At our flagship WBAP, so I got you know probably it was I don't know six thirty whatever and yeah I go to my uh, my mailbox and you had you had the group mailboxes you know it's a townhouse complex oh uh, yeah yeah so I went in right. there and there's this thick letter from the IRS uh, yeah yeah <laughs> no I remember yeah and so I don't even close my mailbox you're ripping that open as you're sitting with all your other mail in your hand ripping up you're looking at it. And I owed like I don't know it was six thousand five hundred dollars. Mm. 
Well, I mean, the panic was just what in the including a I think it was a five thousand dollar fine. Yeah. No, it's when you and and when you open it, you know how back in the day when we were first using copiers and we thought it was some of the best tech technology ever, and then that that warm feel of the paper and then the yes. smell of the mm-hmm. the ink and mm-hmm. all of that and oh man, this mm, this is great. The IRS letter smelled like bloated government. <laughs> well, I couldn't figure out what in the world was going on. I mean, mm-hmm. the panic was everything. My world stopped. No, I, I was. I and, was. Uh, yeah, I was about to and, call my preacher. And by the next morning, if you looked at my living room, mm-hmm. it looked like a tornado hit my living room. Mm-hmm. There were piles of paper there was stuff all over the place and it yeah. took me a while yeah and you know i probably you know this is like 6 30 and probably by 11 o'clock 11 30 midnight finally figured out oh i just put something on the wrong line mm-hmm. i've paid all my taxes i put something on the wrong. i don't know that and i don't know the fine that's they and, had already aligned. My situation was similar, but they had already acknowledged. We know that this is what you did, and if if you just do this, and also oh. send the check up for what you owe, additional, I don't know, it's a few hundred bucks, whatever it was. Then you know that, and you have to do it within a certain period. I mean, I was on the phone well, with them, and and they were uh, pretty nice about it. And and after that, I. Again, I fired my CPA and told him to send the boxes of uh, all my documents to my University of Pennsylvania office. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think good. they're still there. <laughs> Chinatown? I, th- I think. <laughs> <laughs> when Trump said that yesterday, I'm like, yeah. what's he what? talking what? about? Chinatown? What? It's like, oh, 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 oh University yeah. of Pennsylvania <laughs> because of all the Chinese money. Yeah. But he said it so in such a subtle way to Brett Baer, you were just like, "What? what's that reference to, Chinatown? Right, because it could be a number of references. And and uh, <laughs> so the next, I mean, I just, it didn't matter that I had resolved it, knew I was okay. Yeah. I hadn't resolved it with the IRS yet. And yeah. I went, to, I mean, I was tossing and turning the whole night and oh, finally woke yeah, up yeah. The, the next morning and, and called the IRS. Mm-hmm. And, you know, very nice you know, woman who I got her name, her ID number, her badge number, whatever. I mean, I got I got every piece of information. Within 30 seconds, she said, oh, you put it on the wrong line. It's no big deal here. It's all resolved. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I said, yeah. yeah, but it says here, I need all your information of who you are and everything else. But it says here, I said, how long, you know, she said in about five or six weeks, you know, you'll get the official notification that everything is cool and that the mistake has been recognized. Right. And I said, yeah, but it says here, if I don't respond in 30 days in writing, then I acknowledge I owe the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, oh, don't worry about that at all. And I go, I have to worry about that. <laughs> and and so I said, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm sending you. Give me your address. I'm sending everything to you and making copies of it. So I sent I sent everything to her acknowledging everything directly to her and again registered mail to do that and then 
I sent the exact same package to the IRS in general, explaining to them everything that was going on. Yeah. And so after I did that, a couple of days later, I talked to an uh, IRS attorney who said, oh, no, you didn't have to do all that. But what do you mean? He goes, well, that whole thing that you owe it if you don't acknowledge it within 30 days is BS. You don't owe the IRS anything that you don't owe them. Yeah, I heard you don't even have to pay your taxes. It's <laughs> no, let's be very, very careful here. You don't owe them anything that you don't owe them. <laughs> if you make a mistake. Okay, Donald and don't Rumsfeld. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> we don't owe what we don't. We don't we, owe there, what we are, do. there are un- uh, uh, O's and there are O's we know <laughs> there are. You don't owe what you, you don't, don't owe, owe what you don't owe. Even if, if but you do if, owe if you, you know do owe. if you know that you don't owe. If you know okay. you owe, then you right. Yeah. And and so, but I but it didn't matter. I probably would have done it anyway. Yeah. Just to you know cover myself, and then everything was was uh, great in that. And probably that's my reaction. And your reaction was probably ninety nine percent of. Of, uh, of of Americans to sit there and know you made $3 million. Yeah. Right. Well, at least $3 million, as Hunter Biden did, and just not put that on your taxes. Well, I, I mean, you know when you're doing that, I would never do that because I'm thinking to myself, that's that that could be five years in jail. That could be yeah. five, six, seven years in jail. I would never do that. I mean, whatever I have right. to do, uh, well, number one, I'm never going to get myself in that position. But you ask yourself, you know, again, the IRS looks at it. What was our motivation? Our motivation was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes' motivation was, I don't believe that it's constitutional that I pay taxes. Right. You know, now, was he not paying his taxes to hide the money so you couldn't figure out that there was money laundering and influence peddling going on? Well, you, that seems to be, you know, that seems to be a logical conclusion that you could come to based on what we know now. Right. The fact that the law- Hunter Biden's lawyer said they never asked anything about the laptop, right. nothing about it. Right. Well, that's where the whole influence peddling came from was the laptop. I mean, that so, was that was such a tell him saying that. Right. And so what he's saying is that the Justice Department did not look at possible criminal motivation Right. To evade the taxes, which is a completely different ball game. Right. That if I'm right. a federal judge and I'm looking at this and say, well, wait a minute, why do you believe that he did all of this? Why did, why did you, you know, why did you? Because this would be a question I would ask. Or this would be a logical question. Why did you evade your taxes? If we're going to make a play, plea deal, you need to tell me why you evaded your taxes. Yeah. Right. Why did you evade it? So I don't have to pay income tax. Well, if the prosecutor's prosecution came out and said, well, wait a minute. No, you didn't. You did it to hide the influence peddling portion of it. Right. And the tens of millions that went to your family. Mm-hmm. That would have been a key if you put that on your taxes. Well, where did this income come from? Well, it came from Ukraine or it came from China. You got, that sets in motion the entire influence peddling. Yeah. And, it's a, In fact, I think it's a... Mm-hmm. a uh, BIP Incorporated, Biden Influence Peddling Incorporated <laughs> is the acronym. But but that's that's why you that's why it's important to know. That's why again, motive, intent mm-hmm. is a part of most prosecutions. Why did you do it? Mm. What was the purpose? What was the intent to do it? I mean, that's the 
in murder, well, in in kill, in homicide. Mm-hmm. Well, with self defense, okay, that's different than manslaughter, right? Which is different than premeditated first degree, right? And what is it all based on? Behavior, but also intent of that behavior. The result is the exact same thing. Somebody is dead, but the intent and motivation behind it counts in a court of law. Well, that holds in all crimes that are committed out there. What is your motivation to do so? You take out by not looking at the laptop, as the lawyer said, you take out the criminal motivation behind it, the possible criminal motivation behind it, that prosecutors absolutely would use in a case like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and because what you're looking for, too, I would think is if there's this amount of money here, could there be money elsewhere? Are they looking for any money that could have been uh, either kept in cash or which would be a lot of cash? I don't know where you would keep that, maybe in a garage inside of a Corvette. I don't know. It's none of my business. But what about Bitcoin, these types of things? My point is, is that you would follow through with the investigation going, well, where did this money come from? Because what the IRS part of the, what the taxes part should also, if you're doing it thorough, you should shut the door on it being a pattern of behavior. So you say, okay, this is, this is the money he, he avoided paying taxes on. All right. But is there more? Is there a pattern of this behavior somewhere? Could we find other money that he, I don't know, offshore, whatever well, it is? Here's here's the other thing, too. Once you find out a couple of a month ago uh, or, uh, no, a couple of weeks ago, hmm. you know, you fire the people. Then you find out that the Department of Justice, the FBI, has this five million dollars. Remember, not the three million right. that he didn't report but another $5 million in a bribe. Mm-hmm. You don't continue the investigation on that. Exactly. Exactly. Now, You're looking now for is, a pattern of this. now, and, and so is that what Weiss is looking at now? But if Weiss is looking at that now, you don't close this case. Because the case is about tax evasion. Well, if there's possible more tax evasion, well, then you don't do a plea deal on this and shut it down to a misdemeanor. So even, I guess what, you what, could bring further tax evasion charges, but traditionally you wouldn't. You're right. It well, no, you be, would. You wouldn't because you wouldn't close it because you're you're you know, looking to make a, a huge right. deal. Well, you usually make the case of wait a right. minute, is there is there a pattern? Right. So all of a sudden you hear, well, the FBI has this thing that says uh, by that both of them got another five million. Well, then we've waited five years and yeah. nothing has changed. Well, now we're being told that you know the FBI is still investigating whether five million more went to Hunter Biden at right. this point. Well, right. that makes it a total of $8 million. Mm-hmm. Well, we're further investigating it. Well, then why did you why did you close that part of the case? Why are you willing to make a deal before you know whether there's a pattern of evading, uh, evading taxes? Right. right. So none of it makes sense. No. 86698-RED-EYE. No. Leased owner-operators should be aware of four common revenue myths, lest you fall into the trap of mistaking revenue for profit. Myth 1. Concentrate on increasing revenue because costs will take care of themselves. This is not true, as costs are fundamental to the profit equation and the area where owners exert the most control to improve. 
Myth two, more revenue per mile is the answer to all problems. Though carrier pay packages differ in structure, revenue per mile really doesn't change much from company to company. But there can be a big difference in miles, overall gross revenue, reimbursements, and fees. Myth three, all you have to do to be successful is run a lot of miles. In reality, revenue is only half of the profit equation. Costs are the other half. It's possible to generate a lot of revenue, yet spend a dollar ten to make every dollar. Myth four, you can tell how well you're doing by the size of your settlement check. The settlement check is only a part of the success picture. Miles driven, loads hauled, conditions, mechanical problems, time off, and especially costs all have to be considered. Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Shell Rotella with advanced synthetic technology. For more information, go to OverdriveOnline.com to the Overdrive's Partners in Business section of the website for more detail on Business 101 and many other topics. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, More uh, from uh, the mainstream media. This is CBS News yesterday. In their special report about Hunter Biden, here we go. I can tell you, having covered this for several years now, that this is likely to be a very controversial plea agreement, especially with Republicans on Capitol Hill. Over the last few years, not only in the House, but in the Senate, their investigators have raised very serious questions about these business deals with Chinese nationals, as well as this Ukraine energy firm, Burisma. And then more recently, we've had whistleblowers come forward. An IRS whistleblower spoke on the record with CBS News, as well as whistleblowers from the Justice Department have gone to Capitol Hill complaining that this investigation has been slow walked and that standard investigative procedures have not been followed. So this may just be the beginning. There you go. Catherine Harridge yesterday Mm. on uh, on CBS. And that's why we played, you know, CBS. Yeah. uh, ABC, CNN, MSNBC. They all know. Yeah, that's the problem that the Biden administration has here, is that the mainstream media is on this story and everybody's scratching their heads after yesterday. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.
Call in and get a word in edgewise. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Harley and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. You know, even before yesterday, though, the polling uh, has uh, showed America knows what's going on. Uh, I had a I had a a, a friend of mine uh, yesterday send me a meme that uh, that uh, just, you know, was doing, you know, the mainstream media hasn't talked about this saying, you know, uh, concerning Biden, but they've spent, you know, hundreds of minutes on Trump. And I wrote back to him and I just I sent him the uh, 83% polling. I go, it doesn't matter anymore, really, whether the mainstream media carries it or not. People don't get their news from the mainstream media anymore. Right, right. Majority of people get it by by going online. They search, people now search uh, for the news. It's not all people, but when you see over the last couple of days of polling that is out on the F, the whole FBI and the document thing, the bribe document, 83% of Americans believe the FBI should give it to Comer, including 74% of Democrats that were polled, not by a conservative polling uh, place, but by uh, Harvard-Harris polling. Mm. And and so you look at it, it's like, okay, they know. The majority of Americans look and say, okay, yeah, um, the, uh, the, uh, 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 the charges against Trump are election interference. I mean, that's huge. That's the majority mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. Not a plurality, but a majority. And that's early on uh, 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 here. So the questions because of the people realize it. People understand how the government and the Justice Department and the FBI were part of the, you know, wanting to censor and hide what was going on with the Hunter Biden laptop story in 2020. They know it. They know Mm -hmm. it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Americans don't believe in censoring. I understand that the Democratic Party on the federal level, they don't care. They want power however they can get it. And so they don't. Some of their voters don't. But I think a significant portion does care about it. And when it comes to things like bribery, influence peddling, I think those things are still important to Americans. And the evasion of taxes. Yep. You know, that's the one thing that I think the Democrats may not be looking at, and that's Americans looking at the elite getting away with something that they could never, ever get away from, and that is tax evasion. Americans know, Americans know if they don't file their taxes, there's a chance of them going to jail. Right. Americans absolutely know that they, if they attempt to hide and evade from the federal government $3 million in income so they don't have to pay taxes on that, most Americans, probably 99.9% of Americans, would expect they're going to jail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after I got that letter... And I did nothing before I remedied that situation, which included, and you mentioned uh, sending um, uh, yours registered mail. Mm -hmm. I sent mine certified mail as well. And until that check cleared, which is to say that I knew everything had, you know, I was kosher. I was driving around like Henry Hill. 
<laughs> and I swear there was a copter. The helicopter, looking for the helicopter. Over me every moment. I had the sauce going. I had to take her to the airport. I had to come back. I had to pick up Louie. And then, but I mean, it was that kind of feeling going, oh, man, I hope I got this right. Because I thought if you, if there's a mistake here, right, after you get the letter and say, no, well, here, here's the mistake that, that, uh, that was made in the preparation of your taxes. Okay, so do this and then, and we're, we're good. And I thought, but if you don't do that correctly, if you, if you make a mistake there, in correcting the first mistake, that's going to look like tax evasion. That was my mm-hmm. worst fear. Oh, well, this guy's making multiple mistakes. Nobody makes multiple mistakes. Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but, I mean, that was that was my fear. I thought to myself, I've got to get that right. Every bit of that process has to be right. And... Yeah. That's that's how Americans feel about it. And so when Americans look at it, because I had the same thing as we mentioned last half hour, mm-hmm. same thing happened to me. Complete and total panic. Mm-hmm. I don't want any type of miscommunication right. because I understand the power of the IRS. Right. Uh, we understand the, the power granted to certain people in the IRS, which we believe goes way too far. Mm-hmm. I can it, deal with that separately. <laughs> uh, right. I mean, that's that's separately. But that right. that right, doesn't that doesn't come into consideration when you're actually trying to ensure that you have no legal liability whatsoever. Well, in fact, Most, they asked me when I was on the phone with them, what do you do for a living? I said, I spend all night trying to uh, get rid of you guys. <laughs> Maybe I didn't phrase it exactly <laughs> that way. I'm probably you probably didn't. Probably. <laughs> Your memory may be going a little bit. Maybe. Um and so most Americans think that way. And so when you see that, okay, you don't forget about $3 million in income. Right. right. Not something you forget about. No. And uh, so that doesn't appear on there. You sign your taxes and then you would, in all intents and purposes, admit it by paying what you owe later on, hoping not to get. Because when, when his friend came up and gave him the loan, to pay, what was it, $2 million in fines and everything yeah, else. Yeah. When his friend gave him the loan to do that, uh, I know, I think even Andrew McCarthy wrote on it. He goes, okay, yeah, that's a that's a ploy, you know, to get the IRS not to be as, you know, the Department of Justice not to be an, as hard on him, he said, but that doesn't work after the fact. Right. You know, years yeah. after the yeah. fact when you yeah. don't pay, and all of a sudden you throw the money at it, that can actually be viewed as another way. Okay, you're trying to get a lighter sentence from something that was premeditated. That was premeditated not to do it. But as we stated last hour, what was what was the intent of doing it? What was the motivation in doing it? Well, if the investigation, there's been a lot of things saying, well, the investigation wasn't looking at influence peddling. Well, you don't need to be looking at influence peddling. This goes back to what we said about the Mueller report. And we had said with the Mueller report that if you're if, if you're if you were the uh, special counsel hmm. and you were told, all right, the allegation is Trump colluded with the Russians to hack the election. We have no evidence. 
but you're the special counsel and you need to go at it, but we can't find any evidence. But that's the allegation. And, uh, uh, you know, because Trump said, uh, because Trump fired the FBI director, uh, this justifies looking into it, even though we can't tell you what a specific, what specific crime there is. It's a generality. Uh, then uh, you need to look at this. You and I said, well, what we do as investigators, the first thing we would have done at that point is said, okay, um, where's the strongest evidence? Because you're going in completely not knowing anything, right? Yep. I'm starting from day one. I'm going to go after my, I've been told my goal is to go after Trump to see if he colluded with the Russians. All right, where might be the strongest evidence? That Trump colluded with the Russians. Oh, wait a minute. I'm a special prosecutor. The FBI got a secret warrant to spy on the Trump campaign. Wow. There must be a treasure trove of evidence there to indict Trump. Uh Well, actually, there wasn't. What there would have led Mueller down is the road to the FBI for a significant period of time, including under his watch, not abiding by FISA rules and regulations, and in that case, committing fraud in order to set the Trump campaign up. And all of that leads to the truth, which was the Hillary campaign. Oh, by the way, that's out there now. Hmm. Talking to some people over the weekend, they all knew. They all knew that Hillary set Trump up. Yeah. You know, we had said right. for the longest time when we would tell people that, they're going, what are you, what are you? now it's well known. Mm-hmm. Now it's completely well known. But he didn't go down that path because of that. Well, with Hunter Biden, you know, because that's the whole thing. Well, maybe the investigators weren't told to look uh, at uh, improper influence peddling or money laundering. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You don't need to go there in order to go down that path. All you need to know is a couple of weeks ago, you found out the FBI is still investigating. It's an open investigation, they claim, into Hunter Biden taking a bribe. Yeah. The investigation's still going on. Well, what was the bribe? Five million. Well, that doesn't seem like that's three million. You don't need to be worried at that point of the FBI about influence peddling, about being a foreign agent and not registering. About money laundering, you don't need to look at anything. All you're looking at is tax evasion. Yep. Well, $3 million here, $5 million there. Well, we can't make a deal with him because the FBI is investigating a $5 million. We don't know how big this is. Right, a $5 million bribe. We don't know how big this is. The last thing we can do as prosecutors is make a deal and then find out later on that he didn't report another $5 million in income because it was a bribe. And so they can't go either way on this. They can't sit there and say, we're still investigating what's, you know, hold it, hold it, hold it. This plea deal, because I can see this coming from the Department of Justice. Mm -hmm. Hold it, hold it. Three million deal uh, is separate. We're still investigating, including the five million. Well, no, that's ridiculous, because why would you then make it uh, a, a plea deal that you wouldn't make with anybody else? Right. When you're concerned that there might be a pattern of evading taxes now, including $5 million, that might be a bribe. Right. But even, don't even have to look at the bribe. It's just $5 million. Because if that's the authority you were giving to just look into 
him evading taxes on the gun charge, because that's what Republicans are saying, was Weiss limited in the scope of his investigation. Mm -hmm. Well, my point is, even if he was limited in the scope of the investigation, the $5 million bribe or not is still income. Right. And that money, as we've stated from the beginning, it's all about that flow of money. Yeah. And, then, and, 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 and for well, the IRS but, purposes, right. that's that's the whole thing. We How many SARS reports did they say? I think there's 150. So you look at all of this and you say, oh, my gosh, there is a clear pattern. We don't know where the money's coming from right. or why they're getting it. We just know they're not reporting it. And that all falls under that IRS charge. I, including, well, what was the motivation for him to not do it? Which right. then can lead you somewhere that else. That can take you somewhere else. Right. But even if you're going to limit your scope, as you point out. You still get there you anyway. You still get there. There's no way you can't. Yeah. It's kind of like we said about Mueller during the Russian hoax thing. If Mueller's doing his job going back and talking about the very first days of that, of the, of the warrant, the FISA warrant, you have to go back. And look at the justification for the FISA warrant. You have to go back to the very beginning on everything. You've got to. It will take you somewhere else. And shutting this down the way they did, trying to wrap a bow around this whole thing yesterday, is absolutely ludicrous and maddening. 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. You know, one other thing the Republicans can blast the Democrats on from now mm. on mm. is the Democrats not going after the Justice Department for not enforcing gun laws. Yeah, right. You know, they claim, the Democrats claim that they care about, uh, you know, gun laws and irresponsible gun use. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got an absolutely clear example with Hunter Biden, and the Democrats will be quiet on it. Great opportunity for Republicans to say, you're hypocrites. Yep. Yep. Oh, man, this opens the door. Yep. This really opens the door in terms of uh, how the GOP can campaign. Well, that's, you know, uh, rapper Kodak uh, Black's lawyer mm. said that. Yeah. You know, slammed the Department of Justice saying, oh, <laughs> you you can do this. You can lie on an application. You can commit fraud on a gun application and get the gun and use it irresponsibly and get away with it if you're the president's son. Right. And the Democrats don't complain about it and aren't saying, we need to enforce gun laws. Why? Because if you're a Democrat, you should be able to do whatever you want. Yeah. So it's not just a two-tier system of justice. It's the specific things of gun crimes and evading your taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, their arrogance may not pay off for them. Let's hope it doesn't.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. So you were talking to me about, uh, before we were talking about the, uh, I saw it in the New York Post, but apparently it was a Rolling Stone story, which was talking about a, what, a Canadian uh, plane uh, that was uh, looking for the Titanic sub that said they had heard, what, uh, clanking sounds like every 30 minutes, but they didn't give a time frame on it. Yeah, uh, according to the New York Times version of this, and and some of this is, again, reporting from what the Rolling Stone uh, broke uh, a little while ago, Canadian surveillance aircraft looking for the missing Titan submersible and the five people on board in the North Atlantic has, quote, detected underwater noises in the search area, end quote, the U.S. Coast Guard said early Wednesday. All right. And so the other versions of this story are that they were some kind of knocking noise and it was happening every 30 minutes. There's not a lot of other details that they're sharing at the, at the moment. Um, and we're kind of following this and, and that would be, you know, okay. Um, uh, that was happening for a time and then they went back uh, a few hours later and detected those noises again. But they don't really give us a time frame uh, as to how late these noises have been heard. Did right. They, Is, are they being heard now or was right. that yesterday? Is right. it, did they end? And, and it's just, it's frustrating. Well, you know, actually trying to figure out what, what they mean in the story. Right. It, it's, and, and those are the, you know, those are the uh, uh, issues you often run into in a, in a story like this because it's, it is a developing story. Um, but when you, you know, you, you basically put it all together, that would obviously give hope to uh, being able to find these individuals alive. Um, and, you know, that's, again, they don't know what the source of the noises is. They they can't mm-hmm. tell. It's, uh, you know, so, again, um, we'll, we'll be following this throughout the morning if there's any other breaking news on this. And also, part of the story that uh, developed yesterday um, had to do with a lawsuit from a former employee of OceanGate. And they, there was uh, a, an employee there um, who was concerned about the the glass, the viewport glass. Mm-hmm. This is a seven-inch thick glass that is used on this submersible. And this former employee issued these concerns that the makers of the glass would not certify it below 1,300 meters, which is roughly... 4,265 feet, I think. And that was great concern. Basically, 
sounding the bells to say that if that's the case, then there should be great concern as to whether this this uh, submersible should be going below that. And so that came out yesterday. Um, the employee was was fired for, according to the company, was fired for uh, uh, talking about proprietary issues or proprietary uh, uh, matters, uh, not issues, but matters. Uh, the the person, uh, this is uh, David Lockridge, is the person named in the, law, the lawsuit. He's Ocean Gate's former director of marine operations. And he alleged in August of 2018 court filings that he was wrongfully terminated after raising concerns about the company's refusal to conduct critical, non-destructive testing uh, of the experimental design of the Titan. Uh, and this is, of course, the submersible that went missing on Sunday. Um, it's, you know, again, and and part of that concern is outlined in the uh, in the lawsuit and, and these legal papers is that that glass is not in the viewport is not rated below 1300 meters. That would be a problem. Yes, Not because we're talking problem, right. about, uh, uh, gosh, uh, two and a half times that depth. Yeah. Uh, for the to to go view the Titanic, which is what it's designed to do, take tourists down uh, to that that depth, which is about twelve thousand five hundred feet. Um. So, that's over two miles. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's crazy to think I, I, about. I was it? looking at the, you know, the the water pressure, uh, you know, looking at the the figures of what the water pressure would be at that depth the other day, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, you know, it's just you. There's just no way out. There's no way out of that. You know, I right. we, were, we were comparing to a pressurized airplane. If you're at thirty six thousand feet, and you know, you get a little, you know, blip in the outer shell, and it starts to pressurizing and the mask jump down, the plane heads down, you know, to 10,000 feet. And you've got enough oxygen to survive at that point. That's not the case with the pressurization here. It's so incredibly massive that any type of crack, whatever, and it's, you're done. Yeah. Um, there's also something that's been kind of going back and forth on social media too. And also in the media um, that there is a, uh, a team a, a, it's a uk based company uh that that has um a, a, a team and they have an rov the the team from the uk is named magellan they have an rov rated for six thousand meters which is uh, loaded on a plane and ready and waiting to help now they put that statement out there the company that owns that and they say that the u.s coast guard um, has not given them a response. The Boston Coast Guard has not responded to questions about the depth uh, grading of the ROVs currently used in the search efforts or the proposal to use the UK company's products. I would, I would guess, and I, I'm this is just a guess, that if it's a, a privately owned submersible, it's not the 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 uh, the the British Navy that is offering this, right, help, right, then. The Coast Guard can't c- 
confirm or may not want to put those individuals in danger because they don't know about the uh, uh, the worthiness of that unit that they have. And, and, and the to make a situation worse, you know, if you if you put a submersible in there and the search submersible, then that someone else came in with uh, that is not does not belong to uh, or is not under the approval of the U.S. Coast Guard, uh, you know, to begin with would cause if they lost that one, that would obviously be uh, mm. tragedy upon tragedy. So I'm guessing that's the, the, the situation they're running into with that part of it. You know, I would I would like to because yesterday was spent so much on the Hunter Biden stuff, trying to figure out what's going on and yeah. all the legalities behind it. Uh, and, and I didn't see any articles, but it would be interesting to see, you know, because they said, you know, the search has been, you know, started, what, a couple days ago. Yeah. It's like, OK, what does that mean? Yeah. What do you do in a search like this? How do you start the search? Right. You know, what do you do? Yeah. Immediately. Now, we know they have those surveillance planes that can pick up stuff. But are you sending? That would be my question. Are they sending as the U.S. government, Coast Guard, whatever? Do they have many subs that can go down to that depth? And have they been down there already? Right. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, and, and, and more on that uh, viewport uh, issue. Uh, that came as a as a result of that surfaced yesterday as a result of the uh, lawsuit. Um, this is from the Boston Herald. Lockridge reported, and this is the former employee there uh, of OceanGate. Lockridge reported he discovered information that the viewport, the large seven inch acrylic that's seven inch seven inches thick by the way, acrylic view viewing window uh, at the front of the sub was only built to a certified pressure of 1,300 meters, 4,265 feet, even though the Ocean Exploration Company intended to take passengers down to depths of 4,000 meters, uh, 13,123 feet, according to the filing. Uh, Quote, the viewport manufacturer would only certify to a depth of 1,300 meters due to the experimental design of the viewport, end quote, that's according that's and that quote is from the court papers and uh, that I just read from is from the Boston Herald. So, uh, again, if you it, we'd have to get into that and, and there would have to be you'd have to look into that that claim and and where's the manufacturer of the, that material, that acrylic that that is. Used well, and, here. and you would ask us when they when they sold it to the group, mm-hmm. was that listed on there? I mean, did you do you know the parameter was there? Fraud committed. Well, that because would be, if you, that because would be if, it. if you're going to use selling this, right. you're selling the safety aspect to the people who are paying two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per seat, and that would be the biggest aspect when I'm going down to thirteen thousand feet is the safety. Is That's it, the only thing I'm yes. concerned is the safety aspect. Yes, is it worthy of this depth? Right, and that is that would have to be number one, and. Also, what testing did you go through? Repeated testing in order to uh, repeat the effects over and over and over again. Because you you also talk about the cumulative effect of the pressure on that craft. Here's a, a, a question. I'm going to assume, you know, with the pressure of a, you know, because of the pressures put on an airplane, you get metal fatigue. 
Yeah, exactly. You have what to have. Yep, yep. There has to be fatigue right. on on a submarine if you're down to thirteen thousand feet. Yeah, and I just wonder how quickly that fatigue sets in. Because of the experimental design of that glass, as pointed out by the court papers, if that is accurate and true, um, and the uh, or acrylic, uh, and also the design of the craft itself, the other elements of the craft, and that would that would have to be, again, a the safety is paramount. I, that would be have to be number one. And it would also have to be part of the disclosure and, and the certification of that glass and all of that. Uh, I don't know what kind of waiver you sign. I'm assuming it's very extensive in the age of uh, space tourism mm-hmm. and now ocean tourism, deep, deep, deep ocean tourism. Then there are going to be some risks that you know you're going to take. By being a passenger, who someone who is not trained to be there, you're there as a tourist. You that's a given. However, how much was in the disclosure of the certification, and was anything falsified? Those things will be would be definitely looked into. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at that lawsuit too uh, about where where authorities took that from there. Uh, what they took from that and and what investigation was done from that. But right now we're into Wednesday morning. 24 hours. You've got roughly 24 24 hours. hours. And by the way, that also does not necessarily account for the oxygen that would be used by individuals who don't have dive experience. Mm -hmm. They would, in a stressful situation, you, you are going to use more, and if the if there is any training, and I'm guessing there is at least a little bit of training, I don't know that that training, how much of that training applies here, but you just have to, uh, time is of the essence, and you're looking at 24 hours at the most in terms of oxygen supply left on the Titan. $250,000, huh? Yeah. That's the cost. Yeah. Uh, I, you know. I don't know. I, I stay I, away from, I, I think when it comes to tourism, I stay away from casinos and mini subs. Yeah. <laughs> casinos, I'm on board. <laughs> mini subs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just. You know, it, it, I, it, well, or space exploration. Look, I, it would, I would be out of my Vulcan mind if I could look through a window and see the entire earth Mm -hmm. in that window. I cannot imagine. All I'm saying is that suit's going to need a dry cleaning when I get back because, man, I'm going to be overjoyed in that moment. (laughs) Now you talk about the risk of getting there. And even if you have the money, there's still so much great risk, risk yeah. involved in in getting there. And, and this is no exception to that. Uh, it's not space travel, but we know what happens at that depth and mm-hmm. what the what the issues are. But these are individuals who are very adventurous and rich by nature and do have that money 
to spend on it. And let's hope and pray that they're okay and they're found safe. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, here's uh, an article. Uh, MSNBC President Rashida Jones appeared open to hosting Donald Trump on air in a town hall format, telling Axios' Sarah Fisher that it would be a conversation if he requested to come on the network. Apparently, liberals are upset at that. Oh. Why are liberal? Why is anybody at MSNBC or CNN upset if a Republican comes on, whoever the Republican is, and is asked questions by people that work at the network? Nobody at Fox cares, do they? Not that I know of. Nobody on Fox cares. In fact, why do conservatives and Republicans think different than Democrats? Why do Democrats, why do they become infuriated if any Republican is given time and questioned on the networks that they watch, yet the reverse is true on Fox. If Biden wanted to come on Fox, oh yeah, and and it would be I'm trying to think who's left there. <laughs> Brett there. <laughs> well, if it was since he did since he did, I'm thinking prime time more. But but if if uh, if uh, was Brett Bear since he interviewed Trump, if he interviewed Biden. That probably would get some record numbers on Fox, and nobody would be upset. Yeah, right. But, yeah, but uh, that's that's the headline. The headline is the headline of the uh, MSNBC is open to Trump Town Hall, angering liberals. How dare you? Well, that's what happened to CNN. Trump went on there, and people got furious. Liberals got furious. Why do liberals get furious when on the networks that they watch, a guest comes on and is questioned by people who work for that network? Now I want it to happen just so I can see them cry. <laughs> I pretty much know how it's going to go down. Well, if, well I just me, want to see the reaction. Wait a minute. To it. Uh, hasn't, uh, I think. Has Ramaswamy's been on MSNBC, hasn't he? I think so. And on He's CNN. on CNN uh, saying goodbye to Don Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> he was there for Don Lemon's farewell. <laughs> swan song. I wasn't even thinking of <laughs> Ramaswan song. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I find it interesting that the liberals get all upset. Yeah. If yeah, it's like well, why not? It's How dare your, you? It's your chance to cross examine him. Right. Why why would you be upset? Right.
You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Crowley, and I'm Gary McNamara. You know what I saw yesterday? I I, I was uh, uh, waiting. I'd ordered something, and I was been waiting for it to come in, and I so I keep checking spam, you know, to see if I've I've gotten it. And it's something that I ordered a month ago, right? And um, so I keep checking on it. So I was just going back into my spam just to see my personal email. You know, what's in spam? You know, what's coming in from spam? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I come upon this one spam. Wow. And children, you know, they get the email, and it was, you know, uh, basically, it was extortion. It was, you know, you know, we know, and we've been monitoring your email, mm-hmm. and we know that you've been visiting yeah. sexually explicit websites, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. you have. <laughs> this is what this is why I'm laughing, and you <laughs> you have sent your own films to these sexually explicit websites, and you are the main focus of many of these films on these porn sites. Yeah. And they were attempting to extort money in payments of, like, over $1,400. Mm-hmm. And I could use Bitcoin. <laughs> and and I'm just, I mean, I'm dying laughing as I'm reading this, saying, like, so I'm... I'm like the lead in this. <laughs> well, really, my, my eyebrows would raise because I would like I'd be like, so you're saying somebody was impressed to the point that they put it on a website? Exactly. <laughs> Can I get more info here? Because it's like, really? <laughs> Sounds like an. That's- that's, I'm I'm old. That sounds like an awful lot of work. That's where's the <laughs> That doesn't jive with the rumors I've heard about me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At all. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, probably laughter was not what they were expecting when they sent and they sent it a while back. It was yeah, a couple right. months ago. Yeah. I didn't even I was just going back to see how much spam I had and you know uh you know who it was from. And when I got to that one, I'm like, Well, that's interesting. And and then it said, and if you don't pay it, then we're going to inform all of your, we're we're going to send the evidence to all of your family, your coworkers. It's like, Promise? Really? <laughs> How about if I pay you to do that? <laughs> Would help my street cred? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I started wondering. You, the people you definitely that, got the wrong person. <laughs> what was funny I don't know was, what you think you got. What but. was funny was I'm thinking to myself, I can imagine the people that get it that are panicking. Yeah. Oh, I know. I, I better pay this money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like the the bot calls, and it's always a bot voice. This is the IRS. You owe us money. You must pay us. $12,432 by the end of the day. Why? They will freeze all your assets. Why? Hunter didn't have to. Yeah. I'm like, come on, Jack. That's your response. <laughs> come on, Jack. You're not going to freeze any assets. <laughs> God save the queen, man. Yeah, man. Come on. Oh, I was reading uh, no joke. David Harsani's <laughs> column. <laughs> 
and he was talking about the fact that it was uh, was it Axios or somebody? There's somebody uh, maybe it was the New York Times. I don't know, but uh, he was he was talking about the fact that everybody knows something's wrong with the uh, with uh, with Biden. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's uh, his his uh, uh, you know Joe Biden is not okay. He wrote it in the Federalist. Yeah, and uh, he said. Uh, the other day, Joe Biden ended a big gun, gun control speech in Connecticut with the words, God save the queen, man. Why did the president express adoration for the departed Brit monarch? Hmm. Was he confused about royal su- succession? Is he a Sex Pistols fan? Uh, we already did that one. Mm-hmm. Who knows? When asked about the incident, uh, White House aides offered nonsensical and conflicting answers because they have absolutely no idea, and neither does the president. It's likely that he spontaneously used a cool-sounding phrase, much like when your elderly elderly neighbor tells you to keep on trucking or whatever for no apparent reason, it happens. And this is the part we were talking about yesterday. So I was talking over the weekend and talking about the things, and people say, well, you know, shouldn't we get upset about people making fun about the president? Is anybody getting upset? Right. Because he's, you know, I said, well, no, because they claim nothing's wrong with him, that he's as aware as can possibly be mm-hmm. that's actually part of the joke mm-hmm. is everybody knows that the white house and his family are lying about it right and it says uh, and then he writes here yet axios writer alex thompson points out that biden has an arsenal of wacky phrases and he contends that uh, these wacky phrases are sometimes weaponized by republicans to insinuate the 80 year old president is in mental decline uh-huh. end of quote uh-huh and that's the point right there. Right. They're just saying you're using it to take a, a a a shot, but there's nothing wrong with him. He is fine. He is wonderful. He is as quick. He has more energy than somebody half his age. Well, that's all a load of horse manure, mm-hmm. and everybody knows it. Now, I know a lot of lazy people half his age, but that's not the point. Um, it, it's very clear to everyone that there are cognitive and physical issues with the current president. Anyone who's observing and being intellectually honest knows it. You can't deny it. And when they keep saying nothing is wrong, well, then the other people that are saying you have to stop making fun of somebody who's elderly because this is not funny, well, they're saying nothing's wrong with him. They're going out of their way to make sure that, well, no, he's, you know, he trips on stage. He falls on stage. Yeah, but did you see how fast he got up? Yeah, so That's mo- their defense. But most reporters who pretend perceptions of Biden's decline are due to his propensity for homestead maxims or previously unknown stuttering problems almost surely wouldn't find him fit enough to babysit their kids. Every week, the president of the United States says something completely bonkers, and everyone goes on with their day. We're not talking about his propensity to lie about politics or his blustery lifelong fableism. Uh, quote, or in parentheses, his folksiness, the New York Times recently explained, can veer into personal folklore, folklore lore, excuse me, with the factual edges shaved off to make them more powerful for audiences. Hmm. That's from the New York Times. Back to Harzani. We're talking about his inability to articulate simple ideas without notes and often with notes. There are rarely any fact checks of these statements. How can there be? They they don't even make 
senses lies. There is no hand-wringing about the role of competency in our democracy. There is no discussion about the 25th Amendment. Just listen to one of his speeches. Quote, put a pistol on a brace. It turns into a gun. Makes it more. You can have a higher caliber weapon, higher caliber bullet coming out of that gun. End of quote. The president explained before wishing Her Majesty the best. This was a was complete gibberish. There is so much gibberish. Only a couple of days before the God Save the Queen comment, Biden informed a crowd gathered for a League of Conservation Voters endorsement that we have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific all the way to the Indian Ocean, hmm. which must uh, really have impressed everyone in, the, in attendance. We have plans to build in Angola, one of the largest solar plants in the world, he went on. I can go on, but I'm not. I'm going off script. I'm going to get into trouble. A few days before the railroad comment, Biden couldn't remember Winston Churchill's name when speaking to the prime minister of Britain. Listen, I'm not great with names myself, and I'm sure as an 80-year-old I'd have trouble recalling world leaders, but I'm confident that I wouldn't think of myself competent enough to be the most powerful man in the world, and neither should Biden. And he just goes into everything that has uh, 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 happened here. Um, It says everybody ages differently and talks about, you know, Fetterman's uh, problems. Uh, You know, but, um, you know, the thing is, it really is, you know, when you think about Trump, how they went crazy at Trump. Remember? Yeah. Yep. You might recall that after the former President Trump gingerly navigated a ramp after giving a speech at West Point in 2020. The New York Times headline the next day was Trump's halting walk down ramp raises new health questions. Mm -hmm. The president, the Times went on, also appeared to have trouble raising a glass of water to his mouth during a speech at West Point a day before he turned 74, the oldest a president has been in his first term. Well, the sitting president is now six years older than Trump at the time. He would be a decade older should he finish a second term. But that's the really amazing thing. It's become a joke. There seems to be no concern in the nation at all about the fact that we have a president that I don't trust to make an instant decision that a commander-in-chief would need to make. And neither does a hell of a lot of other Americans at this point. Yeah, um, you know, and there was something to, uh, and I think that ramp thing had to do with, was there rain? The ramp was kind of slippery. I know one ramp that he came down, I don't know if it was that one or another one at his rally. I think this one was at the rally. It was wet. And he came down and he took smaller steps because he realized it was slippery. And then he, yes, it was at the rally because he joked, I think, one of the first things he said. Uh, I think the opposition set, you know, watered down that ramp and made it slippery or something like that. Uh, but he joked about it. But And the media lost their ever-loving mind. Yeah. Well, they, you know, eating cheeseburgers on his plane and fries, and then they would just, they would tear it down and have a nutritionalist, well, this is the problem with that. At his age, you can't do that. And blah, 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 blah. And then Dr. Ronnie Jackson would come out and say, well, no, look, he could use a few pounds. 
or he could lose a few pounds, but, you know, he's otherwise he's healthy. And it was, well, no, he's way too big for his age. He's eating cheeseburgers. Uh, the Secret Service is having to go to McDonald's in the middle of the night to get him uh, Big Macs or whatever. And they were losing their ever-loving mind. But with Biden, he's great. He's great. And any comment uh, is, uh, you know, any comment that you make on the president and his cognitive state is simply is simply political. Yeah. Yep. It's it's you're you're weaponizing you're weaponizing to insist that an 80 year old president is in mental decline. You're weaponizing what's happening here. Well, you know, when it comes to you know, walking, though. Yeah. Right. I, I sit here and well, I'm in really good health, I believe. And mm-hmm. I think my mind is very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but we sit I sit here for an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I get up to walk out. Yeah. It, it takes me all the way down the hall for my knees to not be stiff anymore. Right. I'm, right. I mean, yeah. I'm limping. Right. I mean, I'm I'm shuffling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, I can go out. I can go out, swim a mile. I can ride the bicycle twenty miles. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I pay for it later on, mm-hmm. and we've all done it. I mean, I'll ride the bicycle. I'll ride the bicycle ten miles and come back, and then you sit down. You know, just to catch your breath for about fifteen minutes. You get up, and you're like, ah. Uh... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And you're limping around. So right. that just shows you the fact that something that can be explained away very easily for anybody in their 60s or 70s was viewed by the liberals as, uh-oh, we need to question whether this president is competent to be president. Yeah. And with Biden, when the cognitive problems are absolutely obvious, it's like with Fetterman, too. They're just ignoring the Fetterman stuff the other day was brutal. Oh, you man, know, it, it was brutal. It was not good. And and then with him wearing you know the, uh, you know the uh, the the uh, the hoodie, mm-hmm. on it. What's you're looking? You're saying. I mean, you see them both up there. You're like, what the hell's going on with the Democratic leadership right now? Right. Then you throw in the issues with Diane Feinstein. Diane Feinstein, the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, not good. Well, they seem to be willing to talk about her more. Yeah, because so, they want to get that. They want to get yeah. somebody in that seat quickly. Adam Schiff is running out of time, I guess. <laughs> 866 red eye Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Coming up following the top of uh, the hour, new polling uh, out there. Wait till you see how many people want to move out of the United States. Oh. It's like 21% right now. But the reason? Mm-hmm. Financial. Oh. And the vast majority, think about this, the vast, the, the vast majority of those that wish to move out mm-hmm. during the Biden administration and over the last few years that has the country's basically been controlled by Democrats is young Democrats. Wow. We'll get to that coming up. Plus a uh, <laughs> radical liberal transgender activist movement update mm. and more.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. From the Uniden America Studios, this is Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want. If you can't listen live overnight, you see the latest CNN poll, Biden's numbers, lowest ever, 32% favorability in the mm. CNN poll. Yeah. I really really wonder, sorry, but the conspiracy theorist in me, and it does exist Mm -hmm. way, way down. You just wonder, uh, are the pollsters trying to tank it so so they get Biden out of there? (laughs) Well, or just change your methodology in your your questioning, in in your survey, right? Just a little bit. Because we always talk about methodology. Okay, um, that matters how you ask the question, also how you qualify, we think, (laughs) how you qualify the respondents. Now, if we ran a polling firm, it would go out of business in the first week because we would, it would be so involved, it would be (laughs) enormously expensive (laughs) to do just one poll. Uh, But yes, do, well, for example, uh, if, if you ask the question, do you, do you believe that uh, Joe Biden uh, committed uh, illegal influence peddling in the White House. Right. Well, yeah. before they answered, you'd have to say, number one, do you know what influence peddling is? Number two, have you heard about the story about what's going on? And number three, name the three branches of government. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But I, you look at it, and it, what's interesting is is that the polls – we would go back and look, and, and all of a sudden there would be something that would, uh, like going into the midterm. It His approval numbers started to improve, and we were like, yeah, based on what? And now you see things are eroding. But if you look at uh, 32%, now you're getting into territory of a, a second term for a president toward the end of their second term when things aren't going well and you point to someone like a George W. Bush. And the economy was, you know, tanking and uh, we were at you know, we were at war uh, and people didn't want to be at war any longer. They didn't want to be in Iraq. They didn't want to be in Afghanistan all these things, cumulative things. I don't think his numbers were near 32%. No, no. Double at that point. But the second term is always when you see that very low number. The, yeah. And I think this is this would be the lowest, I think, so far, right? 32? Yeah, for the CNN for poll, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think he once in the civic poll, he was down to 32, hmm. which is just as bottom as you can possibly get. Yeah. Right. As a as a as a president, so it'll be interesting to uh, to watch uh, that. So here we go. All right, one in five Americans expresses a strong desire to permanently move to another country if given the opportunity, according to a recent tip poll. Financial considerations significantly drive this desire. 
young adults exhibit the strongest yearning. Do you yearn? I think that was the Seinfeld episode, too. Yeah, because yeah, I think Kramer asked, when they wanted to go to L.A., I think Kramer asked George, do you yearn? Uh, interestingly, Democrats and liberals are more inclined to want to leave the United States. The online survey was conducted beginning of May. The survey asked respondents, if you had a choice, would you choose to move permanently to another country or stay in the United States? 21% said move permanently to another country. 66% stay in the United States. 13% not sure. Democrats lead. Well, actually, liberals lead. Those who identify as liberals. 27% wish to leave. Democrats, 24%. Republicans, 13%. Those that say they're conservative, 17%. Among the 36 demographic groups that they were that they analyzed, the 18 to 24-year-old age group exhibits the highest desire to leave with a staggering 36% expressing their willingness to do so if given the choice. If given the opportunity, over a quarter, 28% of individuals in the 25 to 44 age group express the intention to leave. It is worth noting that as age increases, the desire to leave diminishes with only 8% of individuals in the age 65 plus group expressing that wish. Interestingly enough, they say financial considerations but the group most likely to be on a fixed income and a lower income is a 65-plus group. I think that's interesting to know since they say in simple terms, financial considerations are the main driving force. Right, yeah. Uh, Here are the differences across various financial aspects. Maintaining your current standard of living, 81% of those wanting to move abroad express concerns compared to 67% of those wanting to stay in the U.S. Having enough savings for retirement, 78% of those wanting to move abroad have worries, while 64% of those wanting to stay in the U.S. share the same concern. Being able to pay medical or health care costs, ability to pay utility bills, ooh, that's going to go up drastically in the next few years. Uh, Affording mortgage payments or rent, making on-time credit card payments, making on-time auto lease uh, payments, financing financing children's education. Inflation has had the greatest impact on individuals who wish to move abroad than those who wish to stay in the United States. Yeah. Here's the thing. Young people want to leave. Why? And why don't old people want to leave? And old people actually are limited, much more limited in their potential of income because they're older mm-hmm. at that point and most likely not working the majority and most likely on a fixed income. So why don't they want to leave? I'll answer that 
this question being in that demographic? Because it hurts to move? Well, number one. Okay. Right, it does. It, it's a hassle, number one. And you don't, when you get old, you don't like hassles. No. Where do you go? Where do you go? Where do you go that's better? Because you're not looking for work. No, not looking for work. Where do you go that's better? Now, for me, for example, uh, if I did talk radio in Canada, I'd be in jail. Right. So, I... <laughs> sorry, you didn't use the proper pronoun, sir. What is it? The CR... CRTC is coming down on you big time. Yeah, yeah. I believe that's their version of the the, uh, the FCC. Mm. So well, you would have three hots and a cot. That's what I'm looking for. Send me to jail. I want security. <laughs> wow, that'd be interesting to find out. And they found out the majority of Democrats would rather go to jail where they where they had three meals a day, rather a cot. I don't have to deal with inflation there. Color TV. Remember, yep. that was big back then. What yeah. do you mean inmates have color TV? Uh, color TV and every part of their day, they're told what to do. A little exercise time in the yard. And most of them wish to be in solitary confinement so they don't catch any viruses. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> the perfect Democrat nirvana, the perfect liberal nirvana prison. I mean, they were shouting for they need we need fewer prisons, but now it might be. <laughs> That's because they were. They want to move in. <laughs> Wait a minute. Have you seen the price of rent? <laughs> Free rent. Free rent. Bro. We get meals. Little time in the yard. You don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about having a car. Right. Don't need that expense. Right. Wow. Are we gonna to get to that point where liberalism finally gets to the point of saying, Well, you know, the jail thing is pretty cool. Well, and technically you work from home. <laughs> They'd so, be complaining. There's that. Go to the workshop? No, I want to work for my cell. Right. <laughs> I mean, what's not to love? Oh my goodness. Is, that, is that where liberalism is heading? We we want to spend our life in jail. Right. It gives us everything that well, we've ever wanted in life. And now that actual criminals aren't in jail, it's safer. <laughs> Maybe this is the whole plot, and we've been missing it. <laughs> How stupid have we been? I, just, the violent criminals are on the street. I mean, we're safe in here. I mean, a lot of liberals are into the tiny home movement. This right. is really a tiny home. Exactly. I don't have to worry about Hunter being my cellmate. <laughs> <laughs> There's no worry about ever being materialistic, right? Don't wor- don't have to worry about Hillary being my cellmate, Hunter, Joe. None of that. Oh, the man. violent criminals are, you know, because of bail reform, they're out on the street. They're not here. Oh man, I just love that. I- 
I Listen, love, I love I love when we get off on tangents that that actually you can say, hmm, well, I wonder and, if that's and and technically it is a tiny home. It's eight by eight. That's about as tiny of a home as you can get. It's 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 right out of their playbook. Perfect for them. We'll just live in prison. Uh, but they say the the vast majority among uh, among er, um, <laughs> let me start, start again here. Okay, uh, they talk about job sensitivity here. Uh, we classify a household as being job job sensitive when at least one family member actively seeks full time employment, or if the family has concerns about potential layoffs within the next year. Well, that's everybody. Yeah. I'm not worried about getting laid off in the next year. My entire life I've worried about, will I have a job a week from now? Mm. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Uh, among American households, <laughs> that, but then again, I'm in that, I'm in the elderly demographic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Among American households, 54% exhibit job sensitivity. Well, duh, that's, I mean, that's normal. Mm-hmm. However, for those who want to move permanently uh, out of the country, the percentage increases to 70%. 40% of U.S. households have a member actively seeking a full-time job. However, among those who want to move permanently, that percentage increases to 55%. Hmm. Additionally, 35% of U.S. households express concerns about a member potentially losing their job within the next 12 months. However, among those desiring to move ab- abroad permanently, the percentage increases to 51%. Well, I ask where? If you're worried about job security, where? Where do you want to go? If you're worried about cost of living, where do you want to go? You know, a lot of, you know, you've got retired people that, that say, okay, I think I'll move to, uh, we know some people that move to Mexico mm-hmm. to retire in Mexico. Why? It's so much cheaper. Right. Do I want to go to Mexico? Absolutely not. Nope, but no. the idea for a lot of retirees is uh, I had some neighbors that moved to uh, a neighboring state, actually. They moved to New Mexico, where they were moving in New Mexico was much cheaper in terms of cost of living. And they said, you know, we have our retirement. Mm-hmm. It's going to go further there. We like the area. That's where we're going. And many people in California are thinking the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. In the very high-tax states, you, yep. may see, you may see that happening. Yeah. Where people say, I'm going to retire. Well, you see it. We're mm-hmm. going to retire from New York to Florida. Yeah, that's been going on for ages. Yeah. But out of the country, and that's where 65 plus, absolutely not. Vast majority don't want to go. Right. They want to stay here. Right. I can't think of any other country I'd wish to live in. No. Not one. Not for a moment. And that isn't based on the fact that I fit that upper demographic either. I don't ever remember having that thought ever in my no, entire life. No. If you ask me that question. No. No matter what my financial situation, it would be a you out of your mind? Yeah. No, I'm not leaving. No way. No. No. So that's just interesting. Though. Yeah, I don't but, know where you would go. But the, I don't know where the the younger generation thinks they would go where it would be more plentiful jobs. And lower cost of living. 
and free and freedom. Right. I don't know what. And is it one of these passing thoughts? Like, oh, yeah, I'd like to get out of here. And yeah, but did you really think it through? Because when you're old, we think it through. <laughs> and it's not that long. It doesn't take that long. No, it's, it's, that's a great point. We think it through. Well, where? Well, Belize. And what are the employment opportunities there? Right. You know, I could see someone saying again with, with out of ignorance and not knowing, well, I want to go here. I want to go. There. By the way, a lot of countries would say, when you come here, you have to be productive. You can't be a drain on our society. Right. Right. There's no quiet quitting in those countries. Exactly. By the way. You, you, you come here because you hear about socialized medicine. But we want to know that you're working, that you're contributing. But still, the demographic that would be most affected by that health-wise, you know, Medicare exists, but mm-hmm. still, they don't want to go. No. 86690 Red Eye. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at JJ Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on roadside inspections. Drivers must always be prepared for a roadside inspection. This means drivers should always have their personal, vehicle, and company credentials organized and ready, and having any shipment paperwork, such as bills of lading or hazardous material shipment emergency response information, organized and ready for the inspection official. Just an FYI. The top two violations written against drivers every year, as well as during Operation Road Check, are log general form and manner and log not current. Both are completely avoidable if the driver keeps the log accurate, compliant, and current at all times. Having the vehicle ready for inspection involves the driver conducting daily inspections and making sure any problems that are discovered are immediately corrected. Vehicle readiness also requires the company to make sure that the vehicle is current on all scheduled maintenance and that the maintenance schedule is adequate. This will make sure the driver is being given a sound vehicle to start with. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller & Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. Join It's Friday Radio. He is Eric Hurley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. I think the most interesting thing is really the whole thing that has driven people that wish to move out of the country, out of the, which are mostly Democrats and liberals, by a big margin, who want to move out of the country, is inflation. Yeah, think about that. Something that was, in essence, created by the Democrats is the major reason that is affecting young people that are liberals and Democrats that wish to move out of the country. Mm.
McNamara and Eric Harley taking your calls. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. And he is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, Good morning. Download our app today and listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. All right, so (laughs) it's time for a radical liberal transgender activist movement update. Okay. Riley Gaines yesterday tweeted that Harvard apparently sent this to the Harvard women's swimming team. All right? All right. About Leah Thomas's involvement. Mm. Uh, she was made aware of the letter, which reads, now, she. I'm going to read you the paragraph that she put in her tweet and then how she deciphers it. Okay? All right. But it's really, she does a great job here. Here's what Harvard apparently sent to the women swimmers. The conversations and controversies surrounding Leah have been challenging to read. In particular, they focus uh, on what is fair and what is ethical. Regardless of your personal stance, Leah has been incredibly transparent and is abiding by all NCAA rules. That is a fact. Having watched uh, the transition firsthand, I can tell you that if it wasn't for the support of the teams, Leah may not be here today. Life is more important than politics. We will never tell you what to do or what to believe if it doesn't benefit our team from winning a championship, if, but it doesn't uh, benefit our team from winning a championship if we spend our collective energy getting annoyed or frustrated. Let the NCAA figure out their next steps. Let us focus on our team, and if the press reaches out, then please direct them to our sports media office and ideally refrain from comment. Okay, that's the part of the letter that uh, Riley Gaines uh, put on her tweet. Now, right. now, how she deciphers what that actually means. All right, here's what she says. Let me divert your attention from inherently feeling like something is wrong by asking you to focus on how great Leah has been. Let me emotionally blackmail you into accepting mistreatment because otherwise you are complicit in a potential death. Exchanging your fair treatment for someone else's benefit, a male in this case, is a justifiable cause. And the fair treatment of women is just politics anyway, Gaines wrote on Tuesday, then continued, while we won't tell you what to do, we're telling you it is a bad choice to fight this. Let the men in charge at the NCAA decide your fate. Immerse your thoughts and feelings into something else to ignore Uh, into something else to ignore the obvious injustice you face. Let other people decide if you are worthy of fair competition without your input or voice. Oh, and finally, don't talk. (laughs) Yeah. Don't say a word. Wow. Wow. Yeah, but that's... That is the state of where we are. I mean, it's it's basically lined out. You can't there can't be any dissent. And and who knows it better? I mean has anyone gone as far as she's gone? Uh I mean uh from, from Riley Gaines? From, yeah, from no, from no. the perspective of no, even the other swimmer, I can't being, think of her name. That, yeah, that, being an athlete and no, and and really speaking out, and now campaigning. 
not not only campaigning, but deciphering, do, doing what we like to do, which is deciphering exactly the message mm-hmm. that they're telling you to break it. Mm-hmm. To she's breaking it down, she's breaking it down into elements that everybody can understand. She's cutting through the BS. I mean, the, the, she could the, have stayed the, home. She could have said nothing. Yeah, it would have been perfectly fine. Nobody would have ever known her concerns. Nobody would have gone after her. Nobody would have targeted her. And she chose to stand up. Because well, she she's actually doing she's actually doing what you have to do if you're going to get in the fight. You cannot get in the fight halfway. You can't say something and then well, and there's the I guess the um the back and forth of the ebb and flow of what the woke crowd will and won't let you get away with. And she clearly knew this going in. You can't just bring up a question or issue uh, a counter opinion or whatever and then walk away. You have to go in head first and you have to stay in the fight. Otherwise, they will keep coming after you. Now, they're going to keep coming after her, but she's not standing down. No, she's not. And. You know, in in a way, I mean, uh, again, by doing what she did, I mean, we were both laughing during when we read her response, Mm -hmm. which means she's learning to mock. Yeah. She's learning that mocking effect by by deciphering what they're actually saying in simple terms. Yeah. You end up mocking the stupidity of the radical, uh, you know, and the dishonesty of the and the hypocrisy and whatever C is out there. (laughs) And and you you mock it effectively because people read that and laughed going, oh, yeah, she's right. And you have to go, as we learned a long time ago, you can't go halfway. You can't say, well, I sort of see their point. You know, you end up you you end up you end up like a Bud Light or a Target if you do that. Well, I'm going to go. I'm going to try to see it both ways. There are no both ways here. Nope. Nope. Don't you dare say everybody is welcome because they don't see it that way. No, no. And we talked about this yesterday when we talked about, you know, when the, the, the whole thing of, well, we're about being inclusive. Well, no, you've no, actually not. changed the definition of inclusive to mean yeah. you're not inclusive. Right. You'd, and this was on the uh, the uh, uh, detransitioning. Right. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the young uh, w- uh, woman and, the, you know, the uh, the movie that was out about, uh, detransitions uh, and people that decided to do that and now how the radical transgender activist movement, you know, claims they were successful in keeping that movie out of AMCs, uh, the AMC theaters. And they're celebrating it. And they say this is about inclusion and respect. Well, it's the opposite. Well, if, if it's about inclusion and respect, you want to hear their story. Once the Once we eliminate the opposition altogether, then we can include everybody. <laughs> but see that's the kind of stuff that's that's the kind of stuff that's mocking and it's truthful mm-hmm. but it's mocking and it's funny yeah. and and if you're going to do it you need to be on all cylinders yeah wait a minute is that too fossil fuel related maybe am i am i not do i need to be more woke in my analogy, I do no- notice higher emissions coming out from your side of the studio, but that's just me. The entire 
equation, though, requires them to eliminate the opposition. You cannot have anybody with any. And and they want to, if they had their way, it would be just like Canada. If you say the wrong thing, if you hurt someone's feelings with your words, you're going to jail. Right. And you see, that's what, uh, you know, California, they're headed onto that Mm -hmm. path. We brought that to you. Uh, last week where they want to make it. Well, if you don't agree with the pronouns, if you don't call your child by the pronouns that your child wishes to be called, then that would be child abuse. Yep. And we see where that's going to lead. It led. It, it will lead right to where it led in Canada, even though based on the Supreme Court decision on the last time California tried this with some employees mandated to use uh, uh, you know, uh, pronouns, the Supreme Court of California came out and said, Sorry, that's unconstitutional. You right. can't do that. Right. Well, you saw it. For, you see the story in the New uh, It was Wall Street Journal editorial, which is, we've talked about this. The Wall Street editorial page is actually a news page because they'll actually cover stories that people don't cover and then give mm-hmm. their analysis on it. Mm-hmm. But uh, where uh, the legislature apparently is going to pass, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, mail-in voting. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's not allowed. I mean, your you know, absentee ballots are supposed to be you know, absentee ballots are supposed to be, you know, only by, you know, critical need, you know, or if you're if you're out of the country or if you can prove that you're sick, that's it. Mm-hmm. And the legislature and again, the Supreme Court of the New York came out and said, you can't do that. Right. You can't, you know, that this. Well, they did this back when they tried to do this before. Mm. But so the legis- legislature comes and passes the same law, but says, well, no, this is about early voting. Mm. Not absentee ballots. Mm-hmm. It's like you're just changing the definition of it. Right. And so they continually try to go against the law. Even in California, they try to go against California law and the California Constitution. And so it's not surprising that the legislature is trying it again in uh, uh, in in California to punish people, to compel people to use certain speech. You must use this speech. And if you don't, we'll punish you. We'll destroy your life. We'll put you in jail. Yeah. That's already happening. That's the goal of the Democrats and has been for a few years in the state of California. If you We've can, already seen it. Yep. If you can control the language, if you can control how people talk, you control how they think and behave. No, but I'm uh, very happy because Riley Gaines says every time I see her do something like this, I say, congrats. That's That's great. You have no other recourse, though. When you get involved in the arena of ideas against the insane left, you go full bore and you never stop. And you never stop for the rest of your life and expect to get attacked the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's going to happen if you because this isn't going away from the left. They're going to keep pushing this. Oh, yeah. You have to dedicate yourself and say, OK, I'm going to be a human being that's going to stand up for what's right because these people are insane mm-hmm. as to what they're promoting. And I don't care. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what it costs. I will do the right thing. The and fight is worthy. The fight, yes, the fight is worthy. And uh, that's a scary scenario for a lot of people to think about when they are so incredibly intimidated, and young people, especially when they've been intimidated and brainwashed for their entire lives as if they're doing something wrong. Well, this is why they have, again, uh, as they move the goalposts uh, continuously, now 
the indoctrination must start at the very beginning. We must teach this to five-year-olds, and we must gain control for genital mutilation surgery of those underage. And this is where we are. This is the battle right now. It is the legal battle. And you saw the the district judge in Arkansas saying, you can't, it's unconstitutional for you to ban surgery for minors. Wow. This is going to the high court. Was that a district federal court? Judge or state judge? Uh, it's the eighth. I think it's the eighth circuit. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh-huh. this will, one way or the other, whether it's that case or the Tennessee case, it's going to the Supreme Court. Wow. And, that, and, and it could and, be, think about this, it could and, be and, a year and, from now. And that's and that's the case, because where the case, where, where this is going is, there's there's two points. First off, there's the left mm-hmm. that wishes, number one, for children to be over override their parents yeah. and override their doctors even, where the right. kid, the child makes a decision. Then there's the other part of it where uh, the left is trying to push it. If they can't get it all the way, it's that parents can approve their child getting this surgery. Yeah. Where 70% of America disagrees with that and says, nope, sorry, when you're talking about permanent mutilation, uh, the parents don't have a say. The child will have a say when they get to be 18. Okay, this is a U.S. District Court, and the appeal will go to the Arkansas, by the way, uh, Governor uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders and their Attorney General uh, Tim Griffin said that they will appeal to the Eighth Eighth Circuit. So it goes to the Eighth Circuit next. But eventually this is going to get to, if they don't get a remedy to this, right. this is going to get get to SCOTUS one way or the other. These cases are going to get get to the Supreme Court, and they may get there. An opinion may come down as soon as next year. Think about that. You could see this case getting into the the high court this fall, and an opinion being yeah, be, in yeah. that session next year, yeah. right at election time. Wow, that's crazy. 86690 Red Eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. If you- It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Just interesting article in the Wall Street Journal yesterday. Uh, Heather Gillers about Wall Street is now betting against America's downtowns. Mm. Investors are paying less for bonds linked to the New York subways and buses. Downtown Focus Real Estate Investment Trust trade at less than half their pre-pandemic levels. Yeah. Bondholders are demanding extra interest to hold office building debt. And those REITs, uh, the Real, Real Estate Investment uh, Trust, used to be... Uh, a, a pretty good, solid investment into those, if you talk about those metro areas, those downtown areas, and they were thriving. And then now people are leaving in droves, including other corporations. And it was only a matter of time before this happened.
This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.